Hello everybody and welcome to the All On On Podcast with Billy Moore and today's special guest once again is none other than Danny Christie. How are you, Danny? I'm good, Billy. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having us on. Brilliant. It's brilliant to have you back on, to be fair, because the first one, some great numbers. You are quite popular back uh, after your first fight with the other fella. So what's been going on since? Because, to be honest, I learned a lot more about you as we... um, as we developed the friendship, you know, but you you're yeah. being involved in recovery because prior to that you you were still on the green and doing things that you shouldn't have been doing. Still you on knew a few things, mate. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on since since our last podcast and your life yeah. and what's going on going forward. Well, because uh, last November was what it was, you know, it, uh, and it's been well covered, and well documented that. But um, found. Kind of made myself a couple of promises, repetitive promises, making myself that I was going to get clean. And, you know, drugs just took us down that, that road once again of sorrow and regret and wallowing in the depths of self pity, mate, as you do. And uh, I surrendered, mate. Surrendered uh, to the programme on um, the 30th of December 2021 last year. You know, I give recovery um, you know, my best crack and, you know, put my heart and soul into it now. I've had a little couple of blips, relapses, if you like, since then. But uh, very in touch with the programme, mate, and yeah, things are changing for the better, you know. I can feel them inside, you know, the character defects and negativity, not all gone, but yeah. uh, drifting away a little, you know, starting to start, starting to uh, detach myself from a lot of things that I, you know, I did want to come away from. Um, had a lot of progress, mate, you know, life's good. It certainly seems a lot better than it was when I last spoke to you. Yeah. You stunk at green, to be fair. <laughs> I've been blazing green all the way down there. <laughs> I was sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, hell, he's, he's fucking strong in here, like, isn't he? You know, right. but yeah, so, and I was, I, was, I was really pleased to hear not long after that you'd, um, you'd landed in a recovery programme and you were going forward and looking at being abstinence. And, yeah. and f- for me, that's the way forward. It always has been. I've had... And like yourself, I've had a few, you know, a few blips. My journey hasn't been straight. It's been a bit of a zigzag, you know, but I've stayed on the path. So tell me, tell me what happened. What, 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 what sort of like changed your mindset? What was going on? Because <clears throat> there must have been something where you, you've hit rock bottom. Yeah. Mentally, physically, or spiritually. All three, mate. There you go. Yeah. All three. You know, I. Uh found myself in the same place that I found myself in many, many times, far too many times to even mention or to remember, to, for that matter. You know, that uh, deep-seated depression, what uh, hard drugs brings on, you know. Um, dependency for years, you know, on, on drugs. Um, of course, I never uh, thought it was a problem for a long time. I've mentioned this because I was paying bills and I was on down a job. I was seeing my kids, but um, I was, a bit forward. yes, mate. But I was sort of um, the lights were on, but no one was home. You know, for a long time. I'm a bit conscious of this, Mike. You well know, I bro. Just in case. Not a bit better there. Yeah. Well, I. <laughs> Someone fucking jumps on me and says you're not there, and yeah. Yes, bro. Because this is great stuff. But um, <clears throat> I found myself for a long time. You know, looking back at the time, we didn't fully recognise it, but. Looking back for years, you know, the uh, the lights were on, but no one was home. You know, even when I had my kids and I was present in body, if you like, the vessel was there. But, um, you know, the, 
real deep connection what I've got with things now, especially, you know, the love I've got in my life. Yeah. Um, it wasn't there. And that was through, you know, drugs. You know, I couldn't do it. I couldn't really do anything without drugs. And I mean nothing. I couldn't go for a walk. I couldn't go for the shop. I couldn't open my eyes without taking drugs. It was just, became a way of life. And um, December, back end of December, the 30th last year, I found myself in the same position where I found myself in many times. Highly emotional, crying, not knowing what to do with myself, you know, having suicidal thoughts, you know. I've never self-harmed or anything, but uh, definitely contemplated it, you know. And I think we were self-harming on a daily basis when we were using drugs. I agree. People don't understand that, you know, when you say, I've never stolen anything from anyone and I haven't done this, then you can justify the using. But the, real the reality is, you know, I, I stole my mother's peace of mind, you know, I was yeah. killing myself on a daily basis, but we can kind of minimalize that, kind of justify that it's just, you know, I never thought like that, but, you know, you're obviously on a on a destructive path. Of course you are. Yeah. And it's, uh, <clears throat> I think looking back now, feels like it was all meant to be. Really feels like it was all meant to be. And I mean, a lot of it, like, um, the emotional struggles I've been with, suffered a lot of loss. Um, and I think, you know, I'm convinced now, looking back, you know, that this was all meant to happen. You know, how couldn't I be, you know, convinced otherwise? You know, I've got God in my life. I'm, uh, had, you know, multiple spiritual awakenings since I've started the program. Very connected to the program. You know, I'm in a brilliant relationship with my sponsor. And, um, you know, life couldn't really be better. I mean, I can't complain about anything. I seem to used to spend my whole life complaining. Everything was a problem for me. At the same time, I had this, you know, misguided conception of myself where, you know, I had a massive superiority complex, you know what I mean? I thought I was better than everyone. I just thought I was better, you know, I thought, you know, you hear this in recovery a lot, but I really did thought the whole world stopped and started at my inconvenience. And when it didn't, I got very aggressive about it, you know what I mean? Why isn't it stopped? Because I've clicked, you know what I mean? And yeah. Nowhere to live my life, mate, and I don't know where I'd have ended up, or how I'd have ended up, or what kind of person I'd have been, you know, that downward spiral of, like a, you know, degenerate progression of yourself, basically, you know, and, mate, it was shit, you know, for a long, long time it was shit. I didn't really know what happiness, you know, I haven't, achie I haven't achieved zen just yet, but um, I'm definitely getting there, mate, you know, I'm on a good path, things feel good, and, um, just not to react to things the way I used to, you know, it's all right to think about things, but, you know, these negative thoughts, what still occur, and I'll combat them, you know, with positive thoughts, I've got a good train of thought, I've got a, a bit of a, a system in place, if you like, you know what I mean? To, so uh, you, you, you've matured. Yeah. You've matured in the few months that you've um, you found recovery, and that's what happens if you commit yourself to a programme, you know. Yeah. And you're 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 hundred percent like on, on fucking board with this, right? Then you're gonna change. And, and it's, it, the thing is, I remember, you know, my sponsor said you only need to change one thing about yourself, everything. and that was everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he said you're gonna go far as well, Bill. And it's always right, he said, because you've got a long way to go. And I, you know, these little cliches, these little sayings, they kind of, they, they sink in for me. But yeah, you know. As, as I was saying, back to becoming mature, you've got now got yourself like a little YouTube channel, you're building a platform, yeah. and you're going to get flack from people. People are going to start shouting the odds off, giving it a hard time, and, and you've dealt with that. 
yeah. a lot differently than you used to because I remember seeing you on on your on your Facebook and your okay. social media platforms and you were fucking like a fuck you're on the rampage yeah you know and now you know that'll just it's like you're bulletproof a little bit you you sound you you kind of dealt with that a little bit easier haven't you yes how does that feel makes you feel brilliant liberating you know yeah but again <clears throat> thanks to recovery thanks to the program an honest program you know uh don't think I was really in touch with these feelings that I've got now you know what I mean the person I believe I was always intended to be you know I didn't really even really know that that's what I wanted I didn't know I wanted to be the person I am now until I tried and once things started coming together once the program started you know benefiting me directly you know these feelings of joy like I say liberation you know and all this detachment from all this stuff that I no longer wanted to be associated with you know it gives a lot of vision clarity in vision and um, you know the the real record the recognition of feelings, proper feelings to the full extent, not just shallow surface feelings. I mean, I, th I often thought I was happy, mate. I wasn't, because I know now how I feel now. And I've said this a few times. You know, I'm the best version of myself. I keep saying it. So if I'm a better version of myself than last time I said that, yeah. it's progress, isn't it? And that's what it keeps keeps giving us. It keeps giving us a an immense feeling of you know accomplishment. You know, self-accomplishment, self-worth, you know, things that I never really attached myself to, you know. Well, I've followed your journey since, um, for quite some time, especially since our last podcast. And, you know, and when we spoke, you know, we spoke about your dad. And that was that was a massive, you know, going forward. Yeah. You know, you started speaking about that yeah. on your own platform. That's right. Oh, and, and I believe that was a big, big that had a big effect on you, you yeah. know, and that c contributed to a lot of your... Your loss and your your loneliness and your fears and your anxieties and all that was you, that you had to deal with all the conflict within. Yeah. Sort of like you 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 brought that out. Yeah. In the ring, on the streets, you know, in the prisons. Absolutely. You know, there was a lot. There was a lot going on, and I understand that. I, I, I identify with that because we keep a lot of things in. Yeah. But um, how's that? Now, how are you feel? How are you coping with that? You really good, mate. Good. You know, I went and uh, I went and see my dad's grave for the first time quite a long time actually he's buried down Burnley you know where he's from and um, you know I kind of had a word with him you know speak to him a lot you know um, still touches us you know I'd, you know I'd, I'd love to a normal kind of person you know he, he would have been you know given the chance to he was only young mate I've seen, I seen a picture you put up over here mate, at yeah. the grave you know right. I, mean, I was thinking wow and it was uh it was nice to go there and really make peace with with what it was you know what i mean um you know i've never ever thought that i would have had the perspective on it that i've got now you know that i would you know i wanted i want him to be proud of us you know what i mean i don't want him he was a career criminal you know what i mean he was very yeah. violent but i don't want him you know i know that he didn't want them things for me and the fact that uh i made that peace with him feels like i sort of detached myself and buried a bit of the well quite a large portion of the stuff that I used to carry around you know what I mean it was nice that was peaceful you know what I mean it was I feel in touch with him a lot you know what I mean um do you think you carried a bit of shame growing up and was you was you attached to any like resentment and rejection <clears throat> was that a definitely resentment it was definitely uh, a lot of resentment I had a lot of resentment um you know towards my mother I blamed my mum 
you know, for a lot of stuff. My mum and dad were addicts, you know. My mum's, my mum's been clean, God, 34 years or something now. You know, my mum's a oh, brilliant woman, lovely woman. I, I mean, I love, I worship the ground she walks on. We've had our incidents in the past and that, but um, I blame my mum, you know, for a lot of stuff. Just through my own, not a mindedness, you know, my uh, failure to really see, you know, everything that she'd done. She was a very young mother, you know, she's only just shy, I think, of 18 years older than me. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot of blame, you know, from my side, you know, towards my mum for a lot of the things that I was sort of put through as a child, which I don't often discuss, you know, and I'm probably not willing to discuss them today, you know, but definitely blame my mum for a lot of stuff. You know, that was wrong, you know, looking back. My mum always tried her best. She always tried her best. You know, she'd been a good mum. And, um, you know, it's nice to let all that stuff go, you know. And even though my mom, me and my mum's got on great for years now, it's nice for her. I mean, I got into recovery in January and she noticed the difference after about a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once the clucking had gone, and once I stopped climbing the walls, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to get a little bit of peace. The first fraction of peace, inner peace that I'd ever yeah, had. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she, she she sat us down one day and she said, you know, she was proud of us. And uh, that was nice, mate. You know, it was uh, emotional, really, you know what I mean? Because me and my mum, for, for years, we've often been more like brother and sister, if you like. You know what I mean? That's the way we've clashed, you know yeah. what I mean? Because there's not a massive age gap. And my mum's often had quite a young head on her shoulders, you know. So she's, she's in with the crack. She's not that. She's knee divvy, you know. And uh, yeah. it's caused, you know, hasn't caused a lot of problems, but... Again, I, I kind of blamed that again. I blamed that again. I blamed everything apart from myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's everyone else's fault, you know. And uh, but to have the peace, you know, and the relationship that I've got with my mum now, you know, it's very special. You know, um, there has been a big void really between me and my mum for a long time. You know, even the last couple of years, three, four, whatever year we've got on, you know, everything's deepened now. You know, it's everything's strengthened by. You know, by the that loving relationship, you know, between between mother and son, you know, yeah. it's uh, very special, mate. It feels it's br- you know, that's it's brilliant because I've, I've over the over the months and that, you know, you read comments and you see there's a few accusations thrown your way about like you've beat your mum up and you've done this and you've done that. What have you got to say about that? Because I've never, <clears throat> I've never heard nothing, you know, from yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. Just other people, and I think, man, Danny would have like mentioned. I, I've I've got an understanding of how he's um, how he's been when he's growing up, so. Yeah. I'd like to hear it from you because I don't want to hear it from someone on social media who's yeah. chatting shite. No problem, mate. It's um, something me and mum, me, me and my mum have discussed, you know, at length, you know. Before I went to prison, I was, uh, maybe a couple of years before I went to prison, I'd split up with the ex-wife. I was together for 10 years, you know, and looking back up until sort of present day, you know, I think they were some of the best years of my life. You know, we were together for... 10 year plus we were married, you know, we had four beautiful girls and, you know, raising a family, everything that goes with it, the days out, the saving for holidays and everything that went with it was, looking back, probably some of the best years of my life, you know. I felt fulfilled to a certain extent, you know, having what I had. And then when it, when it fell apart, you know, I mean, I went clean off the rails and I don't just mean a little bit, you know, I was the worst version of myself ever. I was hopping from bird to bird, you know, from kitchen to kitchen, you know, I don't think I probably had about one good sleep every fortnight, you know what I mean? That was just through exhaustion or whatever it was, you know, I was just hopping from house to house, party to party, relationship to relationship, everything was shallow, nothing had any meaning, flying off the handle at the slightest of thing, you know what I mean? And 
I think to a certain degree, I was probably addicted to that chaos because that's all I knew. Yeah. That chaos was all I knew. And I was in a bad place, you know, and me and the ex-wife, we were at each other's throats a lot. <laughs> Excuse me. We were at each other's throats a lot. And uh, she stopped seeing the kids. You know, and she maybe had a, a reasons for doing that, you know, because I wasn't exactly stable at that time. And um, I, think, I don't think I've seen my kids for about three or four months. You know, the longest time I'd ever been away from them. And my mum was seeing my kids. I don't want to say behind my back. It wasn't like that. She was maintaining a relationship with her grandkids. And I was on the phone to my mum every couple of days, slagging the ex-wife off. And of course, it was everyone else's fault still. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And um, being there, yeah, you know, and I was, you know, I was the only sane person on earth at that point in yeah, my life. Yeah. Everyone else was just a radgy, yeah. you know. And um, my mum was, and I've got wind of this, you know. I was in bits not seeing my kids, and I was crying to my mum, and I was in, I mean, it was an emotional state, you know, not seeing my girls. And uh, but when I found out my mum was seeing my kids and not telling me, excuse me, <clears throat> I took it the wrong way big time and I think I've been on the back end of like a three or four day bender and a lot of benzos and that involved me I was a clip and um I stormed around there with the intentions of kicking off you know what I mean and you know I, my mother didn't give us the what I wanted to hear basically and I've grabbed onto my mother and swung her about I put my hands on her you know I completely lost my rag altogether and it was likely looking back probably the one of the darkest days I think ever. Not at the time, I just lost it. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. I don't, this isn't no excuse. It's not a reasonable excuse by any stretch of the imagination. But very often, when my rage used to get to a certain point, it might take two days for me to click on, for it to come back down to earth, for me to click on what I'd done. I've lost my head before and done terrible things, and people have had to explain to me what I've done because I just can't remember, you know what I mean? It's like a blind rage, you know what I mean? I, you, I didn't even recognise myself, you know, yeah, I lost yeah. it, lost it, mate. And um, neighbours come out, I got wired into a few neighbours, completely lost the plot. And I threatened my mum, you know, I threatened her life, I threatened the neighbour's life. And I was, it was a terrible thing. There was a moment of madness. To say the least. Yeah, you know by the I mean? sounds of it. It was a moment of, you know, insanity, really. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, and that, that was it in a nutshell, you know, basically. Me and my mother never spoke for maybe 18 months. And during that whole time, by the way, it was all still her fault. Oh, yeah. You know, I was I justified and rationalised what I'd done, <laughs> you know. And, in you know, in my sick mind at that time, she deserved that. Yeah. Took me maybe 18 months. To realise, you know, my brother at the time had a brilliant relationship with my mum. We're all pretty tight. And um, <clears throat> he was coming on a fortnightly basis, turning up at my birds that I was seeing and saying, look, this needs mended. I can put this back together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can put this back together for you. And I said the same thing to him, what I said for about six or seven months. Jack's like, oh, fuck it, so, you know. That's where I was with it. And like I say, I think it was another whatever it was, probably the best part of 20 months after the incident. Excuse me. I got into all this chew with, uh, online, you know, with a subject, we'll talk, we'll call it. 
We'll talk about who he is, he's, you know, because he's obviously mentioned you and, you know, there's no malice in what we say. He had a little bit of beef with him. But I believe, right, right from, from the story where you're coming back from here now, right, there's a lot of build-up, right? There's a lot of rage, mm-hmm. yeah? And it's it's coming out as well, sideways, and, and your neighbours and your mum and you've got your, you know, your, your kids, you're worrying about them, your exes, your relationships fell apart. There's a lot going on for you, Danny, you know? Yeah. So it's... um. There's a lot of understanding yeah. behind the behaviour. Well, I've come to that realisation, you know, at the time, like I say, during the midst of all that, I was right. Yeah. You know, and how wrong was I? But at that time, I was right. And um, about 20, 20 or so months later, it all kicked off. Yeah. I targeted someone for things that I know that will go unmentioned, you know. And So you've had, a, you've had a bit of beef online with this kid. Yeah. yeah and... You've believed because I've look. I'm I'm independent of all this. Yeah, yeah. You believe that he's he, he's guilty of something of some sort. Of something that'll go unmentioned, Billy. Something know. that yeah, something that we won't mention. It's been probably mentioned a million times, and there's a lot of justification and all that going on. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I haven't got the ins and outs. Yeah. But this is this is shows a deep rooted in your feelings. You feel really passionate about. Yeah. Shopping for the you know for once, but say you yeah. know, I get you absolutely, you know. And for all, for all, I stand by everything I've said during that friction conflict. I stand by everything I've said. I'm not going to take anything back. Even now in recovery, even with with you being clean, you I'm know, taking none of it back. So you know, in your heart, it was through what you feel. Yeah, good. But in the same breath, you know, that was magnified. And, you know, it was all combusted by me yeah. and all the negativity that I had going on in my own life. I channeled everything, all the loss, all the fear, all the anxiety, all the rage, every emotion that I could muster was channeled into this one thing. You know, and <clears throat> certainly did channel, channel it. You know, it wasn't a release by any stretch of the imagination, but it was channeled. It all come to a bottleneck. And... um. I made a video on my flat. I think it's the one that you've referred to on my last. Was that was your top off? Yeah. You look like you were wired to me. Yeah, I was flipped out. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think you'd, I'm out. sure. I'm not sure if you, it's been seen it or it was on YouTube or you'd sent it on a messenger or it was on Facebook. Mm. It was somewhere. Yeah. And I was thinking, I think you'd just come back from a funeral or you'd come back from somewhere. You'd had a bit of a shoot on or a shirt. You were like, similar you, time. Yeah, you, you were quite smart in, in your appearance until you just stripped off and started marching. Yeah. Marching the floor, and I thought this kid's fucking. I liked you because you were just, you were quite articulate with what you were, how you delivered, like you, 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 the way you communicated. But it was like, wow, this fucking hell, what's yeah. going on here, you know? Yeah, it was uh, another bad day at the office, mate. Yeah. Um, and uh, court was it court or something? No, it was loss of a friend, loss of one yeah. of my dad's friends. You know, someone that was very close to the family, someone I'd known and respected for years, and. Uh, <clears throat> See, I didn't even have a phone at this time. I didn't have my own social media platform. I didn't even have a Facebook. I had yeah. one of them little grafting phones. Yeah. And uh, someone said to us, look, look at this. Look what's been made about you today. Look what's been mentioned about you today. And this was in the midst of it going back and forward. Someone recording you while you were doing all this? Yeah. Going off your fucking so I've rung my pal up and says, listen, I've got a message for this. I said, get round to my flat. And that's where it stand, mate. And I started off speaking reasonably, whatever. And I just... You know, elevated into an enormous rage rant, mate. It was 
crazy that day. And it was all directed this one individual that you felt a, was. a <clears> lot of passion about. And during that video, a particular video, which if I remember right, went on for just shy of 11 minutes. You know, someone I haven't seen that for years, and it'd be nice to look back before long and just have a look at that, because I wouldn't even recognise that person. Exactly, yeah. But during this rant, we'll call it, I broke down in the video. You know, I couldn't fight the tears back no more. Yeah, yeah. You know, my granddad was dying. You know, my granddad, who I'd been so close to for so long, um, he was dying. You know, he was on his way out. And um, I had all this stuff going on. And I broke down in the video. I couldn't help it. I was sobbing in the video. And by this time, there was a fa- there was a pa- there was a page with all these back and forward videos, and it had eighty nine thousand followers on. You know what I mean? It was about the biggest thing round here that went on, friction wise, for a while. Now, was this page directed at one guy? Yeah, eighty nine thousand followers. Yeah. What so what that he has, or it was on a page that had been created against him. Just highlighting the beef, both videos and both parts. Oh wow! So there was eighty nine thousand yeah. followers in this yeah on this one this one platform. That's right. So it was getting some views, you know. Oh, definitely, yeah. And um, during this rant, we'll call it, I broke down, and um, only thing I was the kid who come round mentioned that um, you know my mum had sort of reached out because she'd seen. State I was in, and she'd seen some of these videos. They were of a very uh, aggressive, violent, and obnoxious nature. She'd seen some of these. She'd reached out, and uh, I never got a chance to return, you know, the message, the connection, if you like. During this video, I broke down. You know, I, I, I was cry- I was crying. You know, I was sobbing, and um, you know, I apologised to my mum. You know, and that went out there. You know, and I, I remember saying, you know, I'm sorry, mum. You know, I'm uh, first time ever. Did you own what you did on the video? Up until then, no. No, but on that video, did you own what had happened with you, you and your mum? Yeah. I, and, and you feel that's why people have just took that out of context, right, and started tagging you because you're doing shutting positive. And this is what happens, Danny, right, and this is the truth. Right? You're doing yeah. shutting positive with your, with your platform, you, you know, with your life, you know, with your family's life, with your, you know, you, you're building a relationship up, back up with your mum, which is, you know, which is quite lovely and caring by the sounds of it. Priceless. Right. Which is yeah, priceless. Now all this is is happened. Now you, you get targeted for like who you was back then. Yeah. Still today, you know. Yeah. Oh, he's this, he's that, he's done this, and it's not many, but there will be a few, a few, um, a few lovers. Should the should yeah. we say of, of of a certain guy? But um, I feel it's a bit unfair. Well, I accept it for what it is. You know, I think um, people in general. You know, for better, for worse, you know. They're always going to have an opinion on somebody yeah. that, that does stuff like that. You know, and, that's, and I can accept that. I can swallow that. But at the time, I don't want it to fight each and every one of them just yeah. because they had an opinion. But... Yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you know. I was at, you know, I think about things a lot more, but you know, it was definitely that time in my life where I would have had a tangle with any man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? um, I apologised in this video and this this rant, if you like. I apologised and I said, look, ma'am, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I was crying. I was very deeply upset. Lost it. And, um, and I said, I'm sorry, ma'am, because I knew she was watching them. Mm-hmm. But that was the first video where I knew my mum was taking notice, my mum was watching. So during this crazy video, you know, I uh, I looked deep into the camera and I says, ma'am, I'm sorry. And I apologise. 
I said, I've got some, you know, some making up to do, you know. And um, I said, please, please, ma'am, just talk to us. And, um, you know, I was in jail within a week. I hadn't heard from her, you know. She wasn't an avid follower, but she was getting made aware of these videos, you know. And um, I think I was in jail within a week for intimidating a witness. I'd been arrested, you know, told not to contact and not to make videos. What did I do? Went home, first thing I done, made a video. Locked up the next day, remanded for intimidating a witness. There's a lot of statements and that went in. But my mother got in touch with us when I was in jail. And I spoke to her for the first time over the phone in the nick. And, uh, and she forgave us. You know, and that was a very uh, alleviated so much what I had. Because up until that day, remember, ah, I don't care, do I? You know what I mean? I'm all right on my own. I don't need a mother and all that shite, hmm. which wasn't true, you know. But um, and I remember that day on the wing, speaking to her over the phone, and, uh, and I broke down again, you know, because it just meant that much to us, you know, for her to, to hear from her and for her to say, look, you know, I understand you. You're not well, you know, she said, you'd, uh, she said, you are Jimmy through and through, you know, she said, and if I had a pound for every time my mum told me I was my dad, mate, I'd never have to work again. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That just, just same thing seemed to echo right round me head every yeah. time dad, I thought of yeah. her, you know, my dad, you're just like your dad, you know, lunatic. And um, <clears throat> to speak to her that day on the phone and to put it to bed, you know, not to put it to bed, you know, I had a lot of making up to do and I had a lot of soul searching to do, you know, for myself. But um, to get that first contact from my mum was, it was incredible. You know, it yeah. was uh, a really feeling that I'll never forget, you know, and you know, from that day, you know, I made her a promise that, you know, I'd never ever bring no harm onto her again, you know. I did still worry it a bit because it was very unstable that first time in prison and I wouldn't tell her what I was doing, but she knew people who I was in the wing with and that, and she was getting feedback. I was in a lot of fights in jail yeah. the first time round, you know, and again, channeling my own negativity towards other people, you know, all this stuff that I had going on, all this negative emotion and all that stuff. But ever since then, you know, me and my mum have slowly put the building blocks in place, you know, to build this relationship up to what it is now today, which is incredible. And it's stronger and deeper and more rooted than it's ever been, you know, because... She's been there now, with, along with my journey, you know, into recovery, out of the dark and into the light, if you like. You know, yeah. she's been there. She stood by us the whole time. She supported us. And, um, yeah, it's, relationships come from strength to strength, you know. And, listen, people are going to have an opinion on that. Yeah, of I, course they are. I've, yeah. come to, I've come to, I'm at a place now where, you know, anybody can say anything they like about me. And I mean anything. Do you know what I mean? I can tolerate it. Because, well, we you, let go of that side I, I, I of us, think, which reacts. I think you know? we 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 both know, and we both we both being taught that you know we are powerless over other people, we're powerless over what comes out of their mouth. We've got yeah. no control. <clears throat> Where as before, we tried to exert control in in areas, and you know because we either felt like either like uh, I don't know inadequate yeah. in some areas of our lives where. You know, we, we, we lack that control. So I I, I get it because when people talk, you know, on, on reviews and you get see you get nah, 
but ten reviews and nine of them are positive, and there's one you, you tune into that one. You know, I'm going to. Who does he? Doesn't even know yeah. me. And, and yeah, I'll get, you'll get people wanting to pounce and jump out and and say their two bobs worth it. All the best, and you That's you it. become like this is what it is now. I've seen this certain individual after this fight that we've had, after you've made amends, after you've moved on, right? After you've got into recovery, then all of a sudden out the blue you're getting all kinds of fucking shit thrown at you again, which you're not provoking anyone. It, it sounded to me it was a little bit like a dig at where you've come from to where you are and how you're moving forward and what you're doing with a lot of positive things now with other people. See what happens, we change, but the people around us don't. Yeah. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Do you know when you're in recovery or when you've got your shit together mm -hmm. and you're clean and, and, and you look at your family, they're the same. You've yeah. kind of grew up a little bit. Yeah. So you're not reacting. You're not behaving. And I've seen that. And, and I've spoke to you about stuff and I said, look, the best thing for you to do or not to do is to respond or to react because that's, like, if you get in the ring with someone, then you've got to fight. If you're in the ring on your own, then you might as well just throw the towel in because there's no opponents, is there? 100%. And I, and I, I don't know. I, I, I find that for me as well, you know, is, is the solution. You know, going forward, yeah, yeah. I'm, I've been around this like, yeah, for years now. So, I've, and I've, you know, you can get in a queue with your name calling and mm -hmm. you fucking bringing up the the past. <laughs> I, I can identify with hmm. with with, the, with stuff with me dad. Yeah. You know, where he's where he's three zigs at me, and then I've got bigger and stronger, and he's tied up one day, and I've I've put him on his ass. You know, and it's like yeah. I felt shit about that. Yeah. You know, I felt so small. Even though I've been fucking subjected to a lot of shit growing up, I, I did, I felt small. And that was because, you know, it was like, he's your hero, isn't he? And, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. We're not Mother Teresa's, we all make mistakes. We're only people, Bill, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, that the more inner peace that I get, you know, the less these outside things seem to bother us. And that could be a range of things, situations that are out of my control, yeah. you know, things that are potentially going to unfold that I have no control of, right down to people having their own two pence worth and people can be nasty and, you know, it's whatever they want. You know, the more I'm in touch with the program, the more I'm in touch with God, you know, these things, t they seem to take care of themselves, you know, and people are welcome to attack me anywhere they want online. <laughs> they really are, you know what I mean? I've never discouraged it. I can't remember the last time, you know, that I, I read something and I thought, I felt any kind of way about it, towards any negativity, and it, it never, I brush it off now, you know what I mean? And that's... Isn't that a good feeling? It's a brilliant feeling. It is. I've seen yeah. it myself, you know, when I've seen comments and I think, ah, oh, you know, that, that, that person who's wrote that comment must be, like, really traumatised or in a lot of, like, turmoil. Yeah. Or anger and, and hatred yeah. to be commenting that's it. something like that because, you know, I've done stuff like that and, and, and it's always, I've always been in a dark place when I've mm. been commenting. You, like, you've just shared it there. Bingo. You're in that dark place, you're shouting the odds off and you call you're aggressive and, and angry and, and you're violent. You're in a dark place. Of course you are. You're writing shite. You're in a dark place. Mate. You're not in a good place <laughs> if you're writing... You've got an opinion, we, we understand, you know, people have got an opinion, that's, you know, that's, that's yeah. fair play, you know, but when you're being personal, 
And it's another thing, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. And I could have probably started an argument with an insect on the floor, you know, if that, that uh, was where I was, you know yeah. what I mean? I wouldn't have to, whatever, crawl the wrong way or something, mate, and I wanted to fight it. You know, that was just where, <laughs> was where I was. But now, you know, it, it doesn't bother us. It really doesn't bother us, you know. I can be honest about that. Now, I'm part of an honest programme, you know. Nothing will leave my mouth ever again if I don't mean it, if I'm not honest about it. I do have some negative opinions on certain things, but I keep it to myself. You know, I don't yeah. put that out there. It's not good for me putting that out there. It gets kept to myself now. But shame, shame, mate. Well, apparently, you know, I uh, I owe I owe somebody a lot. Apparently. Oh yeah. Because I don't think I apparently, you know, <laughs> I don't think I'd have been in this position, you know, if it wasn't for a, you know, a certain uh, individual. So if that's the case, and if you know, if it's felt on, by that party that. The, the, you know, that the he's helped me and aided me into this fantastic position, what I'm in. <laughs> you know, I'd just like to say thank you for that. You know, thank you very much. That's, an, an, yeah. yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice bit, nice little twist on that. Yeah. I, uh, I believe, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to have that, that sense of um, freedom. You know it, that? It is. What you call like, that solace, that peace of mind. Yeah, you know, you get to a place where you know, especially now, I'm I'm almost five years clean, and Go on, Bill. you know, to, it is. I'm, I'm I don't, sometimes I don't give myself enough like um, affirmation and, and credit, if you like. Yeah, credit and acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a long time, and I've been through a, a lot of shit, and you know, experienced similar stuff to yourself. It's all being lived. Yeah, you know, I've I've done things that I've been ashamed of. And I heard someone say something this morning about do, do I regret my life? And he said, no, he doesn't because it, it, it made him the person he is today. Which yeah. I, I get, you know, I get it. I get the fact that, you know, there's, there's things that I wish if, if I could go back and say the clock's back, I'd, I'd change. But obviously, that's not going to happen. I can't do that. So what am I going to do now? I'm going to go forward. I see a lot of, see a lot, YouTube seems to be becoming part of it, um like a snake pit. Yeah. Like a vicious, uh, indirect, people throwing hand grenades, agendas, exposing, <coughs> uh, mm-hmm. upsetting, wanting to fight everyone. And 99% of these people, right, social media has given them a platform and it's for idiots who, who I read somewhere that, you know, you could you'd be sitting in a bar having a bevy and, you know, no one to pay any attention to you. But you get an iPhone out or you're on a laptop and bingo, you're a Pulitzer, you're a Pulitzer Prize winning fucking uh-huh. like motivational yeah. speaker uh-huh. that everyone's like, wow, I'm gonna listen. Look, I've got a, I've got a few followers, you know, and I've got I get a few views. I don't get major views. I'm quite you know, quite happy with, with what I've got and I'm quite pleased with the um the feedback as well it's a bit diverse my podcast and well i think what's important bill is you know that you get the right views for the right reasons of the right people yeah there's a lot of drama lovers out there yeah and uh you know they'll follow anything as long as it stinks seeing our mate paul venice was here uh, falling out with the uh, social media himself the other day big shout out paul yeah venice. i like paul yeah he's um he was i think he was under that like umbrella of like fucking hell, what's going on here? Why don't I get involved? And because there's been days where I, I, I think to myself, 
Well, the other start dropping his name and bringing him in and, and, and doing this and, and kicking off with that one, and I'll get loads of views, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and I might get 10 pence more than I already get. Yeah, look, that's all it is. You uh-huh. want to get about 20, you know, you, people must think you get your, your cake, yeah. you, you know. This is like the money I make, and I'll be honest with you, it goes on my baby's nappies. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. Baby wipes and nappies, that's what it's going to pay for. That's well, it. Billy, uh, Billy, we on that note, mate, me and you spoke about somewhere, and I think it was months ago. Yeah. So what was kicking off with an individual again? We'll go and mention, um, you know, and we had a conversation about it, me and you, and you mentioned, you know, words to the effect of something that I put in one of my videos the other day: the fact that this stuff, this stuff that everyone's so embroiled in, yeah, you know, this back and forward, chew, pagger, slander, expose, yeah. you know, all this stuff, you know, it has got a, it's got a shelf life, yeah, it's not forever, you know, and. Uh, you know, I think we spoke about that, and I couldn't agree more. You know, to the fact where I think about that stuff as well sometimes. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get sorry to get them thoughts. I think, but uh, I've got, like I say, I've got this thought system in place now, where you know, I get away from that in my head. Whereas once upon a time I would have jumped straight on it, but you know that's in the past now. You know. It's, yeah, it's same, and vice versa. I'd have done the same. I'd have jumped on it. It'd have been good for a short time, but like I said, with that comes a lot of. You know, toxic like followers as well because ninety percent of the followers that are involved in that are probably like you know. I've got the opportunity to. You're never going to meet them. Yeah. You know, and I've never yeah. ever put put anyone down either, <clears throat> because you know it's it's a lonely world out there. Yeah. You know, no, it's a lonely place, and sometimes like a bit of drama. Yeah. It's the only thing that will keep your life. Absolutely. Like shows you like alive. 100%, I can you see You know, and I get it, and I, and I get the fact yeah. that people love, like, you know, you've got a, a lot with this, what's his name now, fucking, go on, is it Dean? Dean, yeah. Dean, right, he's fighting this with the kid, oh. right, I don't know what's happening there, I don't know whether that's going to be a fight, is that, that's, uh, there was something going on a few months ago, but there's a lot of to and fro now, Yeah. this is getting said and that's getting said, and I am, um, I'm one of those, like, if I'm a bit of an action to action, if you're going to have it, like you, yeah, Get down and do it. Well, that's it. Let's get it on. There's a lot, so there's a lot going on in the background, and I don't know um, how far that's going to go. Aye, mate. It's is that still is that still on? Is it that's still? Apparently, mate, it's it's going back and forward. I've I've unsubscribed from so many channels in the last couple of days, but um, again, I was watching it. You know, I wasn't actively involved with it, but I was watching it. You know, and I've seen a lot of stuff which I found fake, to say the least. You know, I'm not a, I've never classed myself as a fighting man. I've never called myself a fighting man once in my entire life. I've been called it by other people. Yeah. But I'm certain of one thing. You know, you give me a reason where I can get passionate behind and a reason from my heart and my, my being wants to engage with someone physically. Mate, I'll, I'll, I'll do it very quickly. Shame. The last thing I won't do is have a, an 18 and a half thousand week training camp. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whilst making three videos a day. Yeah. That's not real. That isn't the real world. And I'm, like I say, I'm not a fighting man. I'm a man with a, That's... a set of balls. But, you know, do men go on like that? You know, I don't know anyone that I would call a, a fighting man, a real fighting man, because I know a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? And a fighting man to me is somebody that will fight anybody, anytime, 
any place because they are the best fighting man in their eyes. Yeah. And when you're engaged with other people like that, that's when you get fantastic fights. You know, when you, and I love watching fighting, you know, I can't help it. It's a massive, one of the best forms of entertainment for me. Some are very primal and survivalistic about watching a fight. But if you're the type of person that talks more about fighting than you fight, then you're not a fighting man. It's as simple as that, in my eyes. You know, it's uh, it's bullshit, mate. See, I know, I, I know you're saying me because, if, for example, if you call me out for a statement, there's no way I'm going to be doing 30 videos a week yeah. responding to that one. Uh-huh. One, one call out. I'd be, I wouldn't even do a video. I'd be on the phone and go down. You'd be ratching about for the phone number, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be going, oh, what's going on, lads? You'd be saying, oh, should we have a go? Should we have a statement? Yeah. And, and I wouldn't go in with the fact I'm going to do this here, I'm going to do that here because I've done that before and I've been waiting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've gone, I'm going to smash you to pieces, I'm going to rip your head off, I'm going to pull your windpipe out and I'm yeah. being leaded everywhere, <laughs> right? Made to show myself right in front of beds, the lot. Yeah. Right, so I wouldn't go in, I'd go in and give as good as I got, yeah. you know, and that's how it is. But I wouldn't, yeah, I, I get it. So we understand um, there's a lot of different controversy. I don't agree with it, mate. It's not my cup of tea and yeah. I wouldn't get involved, Likewise. you know. But we understand that. It, it is drama and people love that drama. There's a markup for it. There is, but I, I bring this into question around th- like fighting and, and all that stuff because you've got an up and coming fight soon, haven't you? I have. And this is, has this gone on, has this come off the back end of your last fight with? Is this like someone's seen yeah. the skills that you've yeah. got and, and the resilience? Because that's what you're at, you're showing resilience, perseverance, courage, right? You've turned up, you're lighter than this kid. Fucking give as good as you got, right? You come out both years busted up, yeah. simple as. Yeah. You shook hands, moved on. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's happened. That's that creates a little bit of drama. Yeah. So on the back end of that, you know, you've been offered a few fights here and there, haven't you? I have. But this is one you've took on. I have. You've got a big fight, haven't you, coming up? Let's say about that. Big fight coming up, mate. But Wembley, I believe. Wembley Arena, mate, yeah. The big KFC, you're coming over the pond. They're having the first show in London, and um, you know they've asked us to be a part of it. Now, before this, before he agreed to this fight, there was two fights mentioned to us. I was going to fight on the BFBA, who I've linked up with the the BKFC. I was going to fight on the BFBA. I can't really remember the kid's name. I apologise for that. I just can't. But um, Doody or something. This fight was mentioned. I typed his name in YouTube, you know, and I, I didn't. See, I watched about five, six of him fights, and I think he got flattened in every one. No, the fight didn't arouse me interest at all. You know, prior to that, there was a fight between me and Danny Duval. You know, because Danny Duval was on the 3D Fight Club. He was the main card winner, took the belt home. Somebody asked us who would I want to fight off that show. And I just sort of, half under my breath, not being serious, said, Danny Duval, the main event winner, took the belt home. And then that fight sort of got put together in the background. There was an offer of that. And I thought, perhaps, yeah, maybe check that. Sounds like a few quid. Sounds all right. Again, no disrespect to Danny. A lot of respect for Danny. You know, I like him. Really likable lad. But, um, you know, I think I'd have beat him, you know, quite easily. You know, and um, I, I don't think it would have been, been a very nice night for him. Um, prior to that, I was desperate for a rematch, wasn't I? You know, I wanted that. I wanted you with the other fella? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted that rematch bad. Um, that no longer stands, you know. I want nothing to do with it. But if you did have a rematch, right, in the condition you're in now, physically? I'd eat him. You'd eat him? No-brainer? I'd eat him, man. 
Yeah. Because you've stopped smoking, you've you've you training every single day. Yeah. You're like a machine, a, you, you you know. I leave it, mate, at the minute, you know, I'm training. I've I've I'm up I mean I'm grafting, I'm in shape. And I've felt them I've felt them them bangs on the, the receiving end of a pad and yeah. You know, the, the shock made my you know, I was shuddering with yeah. the, the with the power. Yes, mate. So I can imagine, you know, fit, you know, bouncing around that ring. Yeah. Jabbing away, because that's what bam, 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 bam. Yeah. In and out. Then powerful takes landing. There's bombs. People are getting hurt. Or someone's getting hurt. So, yeah. There's only one winner, isn't he, really, in your eyes? In my eyes, mate. Yeah, like I say, I was. That, all that was what it was, you know. No excuses whatsoever for my performance. You know, I was very emotional that day. And anyone that knows fighting will tell you emotions, they don't win fights. You know, fitness and training wins fights. Heart wins fights. Determination wins fights. Skill wins fights to a certain degree. But, uh, you know, I. Taking drugs a lot, and I wasn't in the best shape myself. Putting that to bed, got myself in half decent shape. Thought rematch, I won it. Rematch didn't happen. Fell through because there's a certain piece of paper in there, you know, a restriction, um, legal restriction, you know, applied for by said person, you know, and that's you know snookered that. So I thought right, I'll leave it alone, walk away. Kept on getting myself in shape, better shape. Got myself in recovery. Things were getting better. Training was getting better. The talk of the Danny Deval fight come. We're going back through it here. Yeah. Danny Deval fight come. Thought I'll check that. Got offered a bigger platform. Another opponent who I didn't rate whatsoever. Um, thought, mm, but I'll check it anyway. You know, I thought it'd be a good little fight just to burst onto the scene. And I would have minced him, in my opinion. Um, and the phone call. Got a phone call of uh, the Bloodsport affiliated management group out of Manchester. Manages a lot of the top fighters in there, the BKB, top fighters. And there's only, I think, five of them in the family, we'll call it, because uh, it's a tight-knit little team, you know. Got an offer. You know, do you want to come on board with us? Contract, I can get you there. Big fights. Good money. Big platforms. Um, so I had a conversation with him, and it came about maybe a month ago or so. A conversation came about. Really liked the chemistry that was going on between me and this fella. I liked him a lot. Um, and I had a few offers. I had a few offers of a few people, different promotions and organisations, but... You know, I, I go, especially now, my age, I go with what feels right. It's got to feel right here. And it did, and it does. Felt right. He said, now, we've had uh, Feldman, I call him. This is my manager speaking. And we've had Feldman on the phone. Interested. You know, he wants you to fight on his show. Can't quite announce the opponent yet because the contracts have just landed last night. I'm going over them all this afternoon when I get on with my manager. Then I've got announce his opponent. But I am fighting on the 16th of July, Wembley Arena, for the BKFC. The, uh, when the main event gets announced, I think everyone's chin is going to hit the floor. You know, these are two high-level pros. Mm. If this fight comes off, this build is going to be enormous, mate. And um, the opponent he put to us, I knew him. I've watched him for a couple of years now. You know, he's, uh, he's tasty, mate. You know, he's won a couple of world titles. He's, wouldn't say on the decline, but he's had a loss or two now. And he's a bit of a Canelo Alvarez. At the he's, uh, <laughs> he's had his, he's had yeah, his day to a, to a degree, mate. He's still dangerous, you know. But do you feel, do you feel like to a degree you've you've had a touch that he's come to a, a climax? Yeah, because there's points where when and then in the prime you think, fucking, always tasty now. But he's back then he's he was fucking fresh as you like. Mate, I watched him. Like so many others like him, yeah. These elite, high-level BKB lads, 
I watched them for years. I watched them for years. Inspired by them. Yeah. And I've got to admit, I couldn't, couldn't respect this lad any more than I already do. I've never even met him. I've only seen him fight. And that's enough for me to get respect, you know, to get to gather respect for someone. Watching him fight, he's flaked, I don't know how many kids, and he's been around, you know, rough, tough, experienced, professional BKB fighter. Yeah. He's been to the top. So, mate, I thought, bring it on. You know, and this is my chance now to fight with some of my heroes, if you like. You know, and this fight on the 16th of July, with this opponent who'll go unnamed, but the fight's happening, contracts have landed last night. This fight with this kid will let me know exactly where I am with these boys. I think I'm going to do a job on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to get him out of there. You know what I mean? That's what I'm training for, the knockout. You know what I mean? I'm not going in there to tip-tap about and play points and hopefully get a decision made. I'm going to finish him. And there's no promises either. But I've made one promise to my family, you know, and to myself, of course. I'll give 100%. And that's all I can promise. Now, if I deal with this kid in fashion, which I think I can, I'm confident I can, mate, I'm going to burst onto this BKB scene like an atom bomb. And I've already said to me manager that uh, I've only got a couple of years left. You know, I don't want to be around, still getting knocked about in my mid-forces. No. I said, three, four fights tops. So with this opponent, sort of his ranking and his status where he is, when I get him out of there, you know, I'll be probably maybe just be one fight away from a title shot or something. So there's good money involved, good sponsors already coming forward. You know, financially things are starting to really look nice. And uh, you know, it's an opportunity that I'm not willing to pass by. So many times in my fighting career, we'll call it, in my life, I've uh, passed up so many good opportunities, man. Do you know what, right? You're, you're a fighting man, in a sense. You've, you've come from a fighting background, boxing. You boxed Joe Shelker. Yeah, boxed Joe, yeah. Joe beat you, by the way, Joe. Tasty, tasty kid, Joe. <laughs> Joe's, um, Joe, we follow each other on Twitter, like Joe. Um, I'm not too sure if he watches this podcast, but yeah, Joe, great, yeah. great fighter. He battered me that night. Yeah, you said that. You mentioned he had some flew everything out. You didn't, you believe? Yeah. So you come from a fighting background, boxing. You've got yourself a platform. You're on YouTube now. What are your thoughts, right? Because I don't, I don't know what my fucking thoughts are to be fair, but oh. I don't really voice them. <laughs> you know, and all these, um, these YouTube, like. YouTubers that want to be fucking boxers and fighters and MMA fucking combatants and you know it it, it it's it seems to me that they haven't got the fucking vitamins to to, to carry it through. I'm glad you asked that. Now, any man or woman, for that matter, any man that gets in the ring for not just a I mean, listen, I tip me out to anyone that gets in there for a white collar fight or anything yeah, like that. But if you're going to get in there and have a bare knuckle tear up on a stage where you have no fighting background, you know, you're just having whatever it is, a handful of train sessions, six week, whatever, whatever it is, you know, a very short amount of time to prepare for a bare knuckle fight. If you're going to get in there and do that, I say fair play to you. But with where the sport of bare knuckle boxing is trying to go, you know, they're trying to bring it into the mainstream. They're getting Wembley Arena. You know what I mean? It's this platform that I'm attached to now is the biggest bare-knuckle platform out there. You know, they do the best numbers, they pay the best wages. There's people, all kinds of stars coming over from the UFC to fight for them because they're paying good money, you know, and it's going places. The professionalism that it's trying to get towards, in my opinion, these type of fights 
holding this bot back, you know, because it's very dangerous. You know, it's not like a gloved fight. You know, when your knuckles are flying through the air at that sort of speed, they're like blades. You know what I mean? And how long is it going to be before, you know, you get some mismatch? You know I mean? I know I give a lot of weight away, but you see a lot of these amateur cards type shows, you know, there's people, there's a lot of weight getting give away here and there, you know. Mine wasn't an organised professional event. Mine was beef. Yeah. But these organised professional events, you just look and think, how long is it going to be until someone gets seriously hurt? You know, where's that going to put the sport? You know, I like bare knuckle boxing. I like watching it. I like being, I'm a, I'm a fan. Mm. I'm an avid fan. You know what I mean? There's not many fights I miss. You know, I love watching all the fights, the BKB in England and that, the BFBA. I love it. BKFC now, I've been following them a while. You know, and the level of professionalism that they're trying to get to, in my opinion, these small shows, bare knuckle shows, to me, you know, they're jeopardizing it, you know, and uh, they could potentially fire a spanner in the works for it, you know. But um, that's an opinion, you know. Everyone's everyone's entitled to one, you know, yeah. and that's mine. Well, I was see, like I've, I've always like bare knuckle boxing to me is like obviously it's not wearing gloves. And my first and many fights before I did become a boxer were in the streets. Yeah, you know, in schools, and it was all bare knuckle. It was of course it was crunch, you yeah. know, and it was it was painful, and there was a lot of cuts and bruises and black eyes and a lot of damage done. Then you put a pair of gloves on to soften the blow, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, you know. Then you've got a egg guard, so you, you, it's all it's all organised. Mm -hmm. But still, it didn't take me away from like fighting in prisons. You know, you, yeah. you're not going to put a pair of gloves on, so you're used to getting it in the face. Once you're getting used to getting it in the face and that stuff. But when you're not used to getting it in the face, and you're smoking and you're not fit, and you you complacent in your training and. It's it's a fucking different ball game altogether. Very dangerous. Yeah, gashing. Within that first round, you are fucking blowing. Of course you are. Bin bags, big time. You want it to end. All you're thinking about is that bell. When's it going to ring? I've been in them places where I've been yeah. unfit. And I'm thinking, yeah. when the fuck is that bell going to ring? Pray Please. And I'm holding on. And, I, and I'm trying to look good because my aim, and all my egos fucking in front of me. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, yeah, go on. And you've, got to, you've got to fucking pretend here, but it's that bell, man, that bell, and the relief. Yeah. The relief. But if you haven't got that and you're taking blows as well and there's someone there, I think most of the time I've seen a couple of kids getting the ring, they're both fucking blowing. They're both gashing. The yeah. windmills are going. There's no mm -hmm. there's no effort behind them punches, you know. Not just the weight gap either, you know, it's the, the skill gap. What yeah. you see sometimes in these fights, you know, the bad matchmaking. Very dangerous, mate. You know what I mean? It's uh Well you've got that young kid now, haven't you, Ben at you? He's, ben um, like Ben Ben's doing, Ben's doing big things with the yeah. BK. I think he's gone about it the right way as well. I like Ben. You know, and he's been banging people out. You know, yeah. the, the fastest knockout. Exactly. In bare knuckle boxing. Abs like absolutely. Seconds. Got a shot on him, you know. He's got a shot, yeah. He's, if he's catching, yeah. That's you it. know, you're swinging fucking... So, mm -hmm. you know, fair play to him. And he's travelling as well. I've noticed he's yeah. travelling to Sweden and he's, That's right. he's getting involved in camp. So he's learning. Absolutely. He's not fucking going down to, to fucking Bob's round the corner, mm -hmm. you know, and throwing a few uh, chewies at someone. Well, that's, you know... I, I think that's, that's how it should be, shouldn't it? 100%. I think that's the only way, you know, you can do it. You know, it's all right. I don't want to say playing about, you know, because fighting's very serious, yeah. you know, but 
couple of white collar events here and there, mate. You're all right, just you know, you're half all right, just rolling out the pub. It doesn't really yeah. mean as much, you know. But when you are on a platform and you're getting a following, you know, yeah. and you're getting recognition and you're getting good wages and you're part of a big promotion, which don't really take any divvies, you know. When you all get to that sort of level, which I am graced and I'm blessed, you know, to be given this opportunity, you know, so I'm not going to squander it by not being prepared, you know, I'm not yeah. going to squander it by, you know, wasting the opportunity that I've got. No, don't. So, you know, I'm taking it very seriously. I'm living it at the minute. I'm nine week out, five two minute rounds I'm doing. You know what I'm telling you now, I need to take my foot off the gas because I could do them tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so I need to pace myself. I know my body. I know how my body reacts. I can't kill myself in the gym every day like yeah, I used to. You're just overseeing. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, I think that's the only way to do it. Like Ben, fair play to Ben. Yeah. Travelling here about and getting his camps in, getting his knowledge in because, you know, his... Uh, Information's important, isn't it? You know, it's key. Yeah. Knowledge is key. Training's key. You know, repetition. You're not going to get good at doing anything by doing it once or twice a week. Yeah, you know what I mean? You, you need to be doing it religiously. And I think to myself, and don't get me wrong, if I was 10 years younger, I'd be probably like training for like a little fight myself. You yeah. know, I'm, just, I'm definitely not going to be, call me out all you want because I'm not <laughs> fighting <laughs> yeah. anyone. I'm yeah. when I go home, I'm going to tell you, and uh-huh. a cup of tea, you know what I mean? I'm not interested in looking, yes. turning up and like putting a gum shield in these days. I've done all that. Yeah. Um, so please, don't be calling me out. <laughs> call him out, lads, go on. Don't. No. I've been, I remember doing, I had a, a podcast with Paul Venice and um, someone fucking commented and that was like, half, I told Paul about this, I was half ready to fucking call Paul out and say, come on, let's settle this. Because mm. someone said, uh, be honest, Billy, smash you to pieces. And I went, I went, ha ha, you know, like a laugh out loud comments. I was like, but it wouldn't come to that. And he goes, I know it wouldn't because he'd rip you apart. And I was thinking, my fucking heavens. Cheeky bastard. Do you reckon he would rip me apart? Yeah, do you think that? That's something. And I phoned him up, Paul, and what the fucking hell, lads? I was ready to fucking start like calling you out yeah. because that's that's that 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 um, that false pride we yeah. have. Ego. Yeah, you know, like it's 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 in front of us what people think of us, and you know, I've got to prove a point to someone, and I haven't got to prove nothing to anyone. Yeah. Fucking hell, absolutely. You've got to say it up and live and breathe, and yes, you know, hopefully, like sort of just progressing into into something and evolving to, into a decent kind of platform, yeah. you know. Absolutely. And I, and I see what you're doing now. And I, I spoke to a mate of mine the other day. So yeah. I, that's why I haven't really been putting much content up because he said, you know, why don't you get another channel, another YouTube channel? Because what will happen, he, does, he, do, he goes onto these online courses, YouTube courses. He pays money for them. Mm-hmm. Right? He says, you've got a podcast, Bill. Now, what happens is he's, he's met this, this, this guru, millions of followers. So you get over a certain amount of followers and then you get a, a super chat and he talk about um, what's the best thing to do to grow your channel. Now, for people like myself, who have got a podcast, if I start throwing videos on left, right and centre, it becomes sort of like polluted. It doesn't become a podcast. It becomes like shorts yeah. and little videos and you know the podcast goes a little bit ski with. Yeah. So, so I've got, because yours are more now to do a blogging. You've got like a blogging cast, haven't you? Yeah. I'd say you started off initially. I don't know if you're still going to carry on with that. Getting, getting, going forward. If you're going to start like having guests on, and and then getting a shirt and say, I am. Yeah, but that's good. That's a good idea. But at the moment, like you're blogging a lot, yeah. which is good because it, it keeps your platform relevant. Yeah, which is what you need to do. So I'm going to try and get another channel and learn something new. Maybe grow a blogging channel as well. Yeah, as well as a podcast channel because I've got my brother. You know, you've met my brother. Of course, man. And he said he'd Big smash your. He said he'd smash your fucking head. To be <laughs> fair, he was. 
He I said, "Don't that Danny fill a couple of rounds with him next time." Nah, uh, mate, you got no chance. I'm telling you. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. um, just uh, he's quite popular, and I feel like I'm walking in the shadow with him now. And I had these. Th- <laughs> He took the reins. Yeah, there was a load of birds in town the other day, and they were all like, "You know, my bird watches this, by the way." So don't take this personal, Michelle. <laughs> but uh, there was, they were like, ah, they were looking at me, and you know, they, you, you know that they've, they've seen you from somewhere, and you, the social media, obviously, or fucking you film or something. They've, they recognise you, and they go, "You're Joe's brother. <laughs> <laughs> we love your Joe." And I'm going, "Yeah, Charles, yeah, nice right. one." Yeah, tell your Joe, by the way. Yeah, yeah, tell your Joe, we love him. And you know. what about me? You're all right, but tell him we love it. <laughs> yeah, that's class. nice. You know, it is, it is. It's, it's fucking classy. And we've got something going on tomorrow night. Yeah. And he's coming along. We're going to make a fortune. Yeah. And I think that's, to me, it's more like, I, I, I like the fact that I, I've come out and spoke to you about your mum because, you know what, I see it and I thought, I've never really asked you about that. Yeah. And I wanted to hear your side of the story. And I know, like, what the contributing factors that led up to it and why we behaved, not just you, why yeah. we... Right, my mum has called the police on me. Yeah. Right, she has. Danny, I've never spoke about this. She's called the police on me. I was uh, fucking off my cake on drugs. I was in the house and I was kicking off and I wanted money and I wanted something. I can't remember what it was. I was quite young, 17, 18. And then next thing you know, I'm, the police are at the door. Yeah. You know, I, my mum felt threatened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She felt in fear. It could have been a step further. It probably would have, you know, if he hadn't been apprehended. For me, be and that's what happens. Yeah, you know, it doesn't um, it doesn't make me a bad person. Absolutely not. I grow from it. I reflect on a lot of the shit, and you know, you know, feel free to judge me for sharing that. But I don't feel that mm-hmm. there's anyone out there who claims to be Mother Teresa, and then those who fucking throw the stone, who, what is it, cast the face, fucking absolutely, yeah, whatever they call it. And I can, I can say, you know, in all honesty, you know, I feel like. Looking back, you know, I have been quite a bad person. You know, I, I can, I can, you know, I can honestly admit that. You know, I've done bad things, unspeakable things. You know, but um, you know, I think that's feels feels to me now that it's been part of it. You know, and I was, I was never, never gonna really go over that again, Bill. You know, but yeah. um, you know, I've got a lot of respect for you. You know, and I were, and I'm very honest. You know, and if anyone asks me anything, I'll answer them honestly. But you know, there's a lot of Stuff gets asked online every now and then when I do read the comments. There's certain videos I like to read the comments, certain videos I just put out there and I won't read them. But sometimes I read comments and you know it's questions, do you this, did, did you this, did you that, did you that? And, you yeah. know, and the truth is, you know, a lot of time and respect for you, Bill, but you know, and that's why I don't mind answering anything that you ask me. But I mean I'm not in a position and I certainly haven't got the strength or the focus or the energy to be answering questions on my past yeah. that every Tom, Dick and Ali wants to know. You know what I mean? Because the past is the past. And maybe, know. hopefully this will be it then, put it, put it to bed, you know, and if people continue well, to ask the question, then you go, look, don't read, don't watch that podcast, it is yeah, what it listen, is. It's fine. It is what it is, mate. I, um, it's, it's, when you, when you take ownership and admit that you've been wrong and you're willing to make amends and change, then that's enough. For me it is. It is. It's enough for me, mate. And, yeah. and you know when people say, you know, sitting alone with your conscience is judgment enough. When you sit there and you're, you're getting eaten, you know, you've said to me, they was eating you away, you're mm-hmm. emotionally fucking broke. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, like, actually sharing it face-to-face can be really difficult. Yeah. So you've had an opportunity to do it on, on social media. Yeah. Because 
it's it's the only way that you can get it out there. But because because it's out there, then you can't take it away. That's it. You know, it's like you send a message to someone that you don't want to send, and it's it's in the air, and you feel like you need to fucking pull it back because you think, oh, what have I done that for? What did I send that? You know, or you Bill, as well. You know, like part of the, well, what men has realised a lot of this stuff that I've met amends to, and I've met amends for a, not everything, but nearly every bad deed I've ever done. You know, I've met amends. Now, when I say make amends, you know, first and foremost, that's making an amends to the individual. Yeah. The individual, you make amends to them. You know what I mean? And once that's done, you know, it doesn't it doesn't just go away like that because, you know, I've still got the residue, an emotional debt to pay to myself. You know what I mean? It takes a while for that to dilute and disintegrate and diminish, if you like. You know what I mean? It takes a while for that to go away. So it's it's not just a case of I've put that right and that's it. You know what I mean? If you've got a conscience, you're any kind of normal, decent thinking person. You know, yeah. you've still got a lot of reflecting to do. You know, and you've still got to, like I say, pay that emotional debt to yourself. You know what I mean? And really put it out there that it's not just words. You haven't just said sorry. You know, you need to be sorry. You need to really show, you know, you regret if you like. You know, I mean, I don't live in regret, but I have done. You know, and I think to, to pay this emotional debt and to, to, you know, to actively, you know, pursue these channels of apologies and making things up, I think that's important for yourself because, you know, words can just be words, you know, yeah. but you've got to mean it. You know what I mean? And like I say, I think paying that... that Lip debt, service is not enough, is it? Well, it isn't to me. You no. know what I mean? You've got to... I've, and I have done. You know, I feel like I've, I've paid, like I say, the emotional debt about 99% of the wrongdoings I've ever done and that feels good in itself you know because it's took a long time but uh, it's nice yeah you know? and uh, that's it you can put that to bed mate you can put that to bed yeah you know what I really enjoyed you know if, if sometimes it feels a little bit uncomfortable asking you questions like that because it, I don't know how you'll react and you know it's it's you know there's no edits in this you haven't said oh we'll cut that we'll cut this no. you know and, and I like that have you been stabbed there in your arm yeah I got, I've been stabbed three times Bill I got uh, one, one run right through my arm. Bit of a narrow blade there. I've got a another quite a bad stab mark on my leg. It went just three yeah. quarters of an inch off the other side. And I've been shot in the back with a two-two bullet gun as well. Have you? Yeah. yeah. I never knew that. I've mean, seen a few stabs. Yeah. yeah. I can tell the, the stab wounds on your arms, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Punchy wounds. And you've been shot as well? I'm shot in the back, yeah. Two-two. Did it bounce off your back? They're yeah. small bullets, aren't they? Yeah, it just went in. They pull it out of the hospital. It only went a little bit in. Do you think if you got shot in the head with a two suit, it'd go through your skull? I'm not sure. There's no. different. I think there's different uh, strengths of the rifles, isn't there? It's yeah. The, the bullet's just the bullet, isn't it? You know, I think it depends on the rifle itself. You know, and uh, maybe the round, but I don't really know enough about firearms. But I don't know. I just, I just know that a two two is not the fucking strong. The, the no, it's just a tiny little bullet when you yeah. see them. You know. But yeah, fucking, I'll get shot with it still. Yeah, it's a funny <laughs> thing and all in it when you when you when you run away and your adrenaline's going and that. The same when I got stabbed. It's uh, never felt it at all. I've been punched in the mouth and it's hurt a hell of a lot more than getting stabbed and shot. So what's you know what I mean? is a question for you, right? Because it always it, <laughs> it, it, it's a good one for me. You know when um, like you go into a fight, like for example, the last fight you went into, right? right the the beef, there. Right? When you you and you're going into that and you drive, you know that fear, that enormous, right? Because you, you can't escape it, mm-hmm. right? You'd have to be like a fucking sociopath, yeah, right? That that enormous fear that overwhelms you, right? Where you think, yeah. where you want to spew, and you think, I'm worried about fucking hell, what I've got myself into here. Mm-hmm. But those feelings you're feeling, 
that the the opponents feeling exactly the same, and you don't oh, realize yeah. that, Absolutely. right? So you're both going in with that 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 fucking pent up that energy, yeah. that 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 aggression, mm. that that anxiety, that fear, yeah. right? Have you ever felt that since your last fight? Have you felt that with anyone online? Have you ever had a little bit of beef with someone or someone in the streets or you've reacted to something? Have you, has that came to you again? Have you? Not since then, but you know, I've no doubt it'll come again on my next fight night. And I think it's a vital part of, you know, Fucking there, not unarmed that. combat. You know what I mean? Because if you don't feel that, like I say, you're not human, you no. know, but... The best way I was taught to combat such feelings when I was younger in the amateur days, you know, I boxed at a decent level in the amateurs. The best way I was always taught to combat that was put the grafting in the gym. If you can turn up regardless of who you're facing and you know you haven't cut any corners and you know that you are 100% of yourself, yeah, that's how I deal with it because you can't do any more then. You hand the rest over to God if you like. You hand the rest over to your performance, your training kicks in. You go in there, as soon as the first bell goes, you know yourself, you don't feel that anymore, do you? No. Once you start swapping shots, it goes. So uh, that's that's the what that's it, the beauty of it. You don't you, and, and you know what, you don't understand where it goes because I've been in, in the corner ready to get in the ring and the butterflies are all over me and that bell's the ref's in the middle and the bell goes and a, yeah. that first jab, it's gone. Everything. Yeah. All that fear. All yeah. that that ball of like it turns into strength. Yeah, just you need that. And then the skill. That's it. And then you know that you can you 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 you've got the ability absolutely to fucking well, keep this on going. On that last, like I say, that's what I didn't have last time. You know, I didn't have that. I didn't have the certainty of knowing that I was fit. Yeah. You know, I done two two mile runs and two and I done three rounds of sparring, and then I had three days off because I was fucked. That's you not even training, is it? Well, it isn't. No. And I think I maybe even done too much because I'd been on the couch checking volume and everything. I've had how many yeah. Uh, you know, and to do that, probably cost myself a bit of strength. But yeah. didn't have the certainty of knowing that I put the graft in. Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, just had to, turn but also to, he to rely on my emotions then. Yeah, so the, the, and, and the good thing was he hadn't put us any graft in either because yeah. he could sell, or, or had he? I'm not sure, mate. Apparently not. I mean, apparently not. All I know is this. That wasn't my doing. I didn't arrange that. Yeah. I didn't call that out. So it's all right, you know, making excuses at the end. Saying I wasn't ready, and it's, that's fair. That's all and very well. Maybe you weren't. What are you calling somebody out for then that you know can pagger? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I know. I'm just being serious. You know, well, so you can go down any excuse, any road you want, can you? But you yeah. know, at the end of the day, that wasn't my doing. You know, if you, if you were unfit, you should have gave yourself a month or something. Then shouldn't you? No, it was what it was. Just gave myself a few pot noodles. <laughs> yes, sir. It's, it is what it is, mate. I'm the shame. I'm, I'm fucking. You know. When I'm eating shite and I'm training, you know, which I've done a lot of, but recently, you know, for the past nine weeks now, I've been um, clinically, like, regimentally on a diet and I haven't faltered. You know, so because I, you turned up and you've yeah. changed shape a lot, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have. You, you, everything looks a bit tighter, you're a bit more definition. Well, a lot more definition from when I last met you. And, and do you know what I may said to me? Why are you doing it? I'm 50 next year, right? I'm 50 next year, and I felt I said to myself, you know what? When I compare myself to to other 50 year olds, right, who have been to school with, or who would just know who my age, I think, fucking, I feel a lot better just in myself for that alone, yeah. because there's a lot of people who have just let themselves go, get to an, a certain age, and it's 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 a lot more difficult for someone my age to 
take off a bit of weight, you know what I mean? Of course. So it's a um, I, I, so I, I, I admire the likes of uh, George Foreman and fucking, you know, Ali when they they were fighting in in the heydays and the weight they had to lose and yeah, you wonder how they done it. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Larry Holmes and fucking hell, mate. They were the, the days of like big hitters, weren't they? That's it. You know, big heavyweights. I'm, mate. Uh, I'm. I wonder how, how I'm doing this myself at the minute at 37. You know, I'm not just a. It's not just a normal fit and healthy 37, you know. I have yeah. abused my body a lot. Got a lot of injuries from fighting and, and grafting, you know what I mean? And, you know, the various injuries, you know. And so that's how I know. I'm certain I haven't got long left. You know, this this window nearly shook for me because I decided that it was over. You know, I decided that it was over not long ago, you know. Yeah. The end, the back end, the start of the year, actually. Just after all that, that settled down, I thought, you know, something, it's over for me. Maybe keep me hand in a little bit of training and that, but as far as me performing at a good level anymore, I thought it's over because I knew my body's sore. You know what I mean? It's yeah. sore. I live in pain every day. My hands are sore on a daily basis. I have to do various exercises on a morning you to know, get them going. Fucking arthritis and everything. Well, that's it. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like sometimes when I when I when I when I clench my fist, I think, fucking hell, that, yeah. that's sore there, and, and is it clenched even tighter than you know? That's it. Little daft stuff like holding a pen, little yeah. fiddly stuff, and that I can't do anymore. You know, yeah. so. Fucking scars so everywhere, isn't he? The window is closing, Bill, but it's like that, you know. You I think, yeah, and you, and you know what, mate? It started to close on me when I was about the age of 30, something mid 30s, and I was yeah. in Thailand and I was fighting. You feel it, don't you? Yeah, you get, you know, and, and then you're going to jail and you're getting called Bill, and then it's Uncle Bill, and then it's Pops. It's, you know, you know, you've got a fucking, you know, it's a problem then. So, yeah. for me, you know, you, question, you're on a tag. I am. What happened there? Curfew. Curfew. All to do with the fight, mate. No, which, a, which the last one that you know the fight that we've, we've spoke about. So if they put you on a tag, put us on a tag, yeah, for a breach of restraining order. So yeah, you you got out of prison, the prison sentence, because it's double jeopardy if you throw it. Mate, listen, if they, uh, funny the way the judge words things in that, because they're giving a prosecution was like, um, yeah, this is the prosecution. We don't think it crosses the custody threshold. You know, this was consented to this harm. Yeah, you know. Judge said, uh, oh, I think it does cross the custody threshold, you know, and we're going to give him 12 months in custody. You know, and the word it all, the yeah. word it all, and like this, I thought, thank, I'm thinking at this point, thank God I fetched them trackies yeah. for the wing. You know what I mean? I thank God I've got that with us. I thought, sweet, I'm just looking about thinking, take me down. Then right at the end of his speech, he goes, but we're going to suspend it for two years. We're going to give him a tag, and that I thought, mate, you give me five-year tag if you want now. You know what I mean? Just when I knew I wasn't going, I was like, mate, you give me as much tag as you when want. When does this come off? Comes off uh, in about another three months. So is it going to be in time for your fight, like? Yeah, I'll have to wear it on fight, mate. Yeah? <laughs> Are you going to get um, it extended on that, I'm going to get an exemption. Have you spoke to your, your, your probation? We're going to get all the stuff together for it to be exempted, uh, you know, professional contracts and that, and this, that, and the other. But yeah. listen... It is what I know what it is. I know what it's like to be on a tag. Like I was on one when I got out of the shovel. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got, I got out of jail on a tag. You know, because they give you like a four month stretch. And, yeah. And I had a tag, and I was living at my mars, and there's a fucking telephone in there. And you know, me, me, me mum's fella. He's got an abrotin and everything off and all the lecky because he wants to shave on power. <laughs> Been doing it for years, and he's saying that fucking, he's saying the fucking like, phone well, off. You know what I mean? And yeah. they were on, they were at the door like a couple of hours later. I don't yeah. got a battery power, but. Yeah. 
you know, I, I, the anxiety you fucking have when you're out a little bit longer than you should be. And yeah. I had to go to London and I got an exemption. Yeah. Because I was doing a bit of a, I was doing this this seminar where I was talking about male masculinity for some reason. Yeah. I can remember it. We're all suited and booted and, you know, and I was sitting there with um, Mike Tyson's ex-wife. Yeah. And it was fucking surreal. She was telling me about little stories. She was in recovery in Tyson and how yeah. he was, he had a, a problem as well with, uh-huh. with drinking drugs and, how she supported him, um, well, his girlfriend, I should say, Patsy Byrne, that was her name. You get it all legit with the court and not the exemption. Yeah, not with the court, it was just the probation. Yeah, that's uh, who I'm going to have to go through with my letters. And yeah, that, just get, it, get 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 that sorted and address that straight away, and you, 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 you got it covered, and it's just, um, you can extend a bit of time, they did for me. Shouldn't, there shouldn't be no reason why they've done it, like I say, it's all, uh, like I say, a professional contract, it's, you know, it's a big opportunity, but... By some miracle, they say I can't do it. Then you've you've got to do it, haven't you? I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, you know. cut it off. I'm doing it. Okay, okay I'll take your risk. Yeah. Um, we'll just take your phone with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know a lad. Yeah. I know a lad. Right. He was out in a fucking nightclub because as long as you got the phone with you, I don't think you can go. You can go anywhere you want. It's got a battery <laughs> power on it. That's right. Yeah. But, but like I'm at seal on the plug. But uh, he was in a nightclub like that. Shit, fucking <laughs> raving about <laughs> two in the morning. Then he should have been in fucking bed by seven, but um, that was fucking, that was all over the papers. So, yeah, you're on a tag. That's um, that's a lot better than going to jail. Ah, it certainly is, you know. I, I, I must admit, uh, for a while I felt like I was hard done by, you know, and this, that and the other, but listen, look, it is what it is. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of thing out there, you know, and I don't deserve it, nah, listen. At the end of the day, I went to meet someone that I knew I shouldn't have been meeting legally, you know yeah. what I mean? It's definitely a jailable offence. I'm not in jail. I'm happy so, about that. So, on an ending, right, I'm going to look at that camera and talk. Have you got any any resentments with anyone, any beef, anything that's uh, nah. causing you any harm spiritually? No. Mentally? Nothing. You know, I can honestly look into that camera now and say... Nothing within is stirring me any kind of emotion that I want to put on anybody else, you know. Even if anybody's given me whatever they want to give me, you know, that's absolutely fine. God bless you. I wish you all the very best in whatever avenue do you decide to pursue, you know, and if you want to continue to be negative or do that, good luck with that as well, you know. Um, nothing, nothing against anybody at the minute, you know, and like I said, like I said, I've on about before, well, that's a very liberating feeling, you know. Yeah, well, it's what a what a beautiful place to be in, and um, yeah. I've really enjoyed. I have. I've enjoyed. Likewise, it's Billy. been a different spin on things. And, very different vibe. You know, this we time it has been a different vibe, and I usually say any pearls of wisdom, you know, is the any one pearl of wisdom you can give our audience. What you've learned since our last podcast? What would you share with someone? What would you? What off, what guidance would you offer someone? Uh, guidance, Bill. Wow. What I would say is, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. That's you know. it. I agree. I'm me. You're you. He's him. She's her. Don't be trying to don't be trying to be kid on an actor, pretend or want to be anybody else. You're you. You know. I'm with that. Thank you. Nice one, Billy. Nice one, my mate. Pleasure. Bro.